Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Bob Lovell. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives.org is their website. Got a lot of football to talk about in this hour. We're going to talk about IU and their difficult loss. Talk some Colts football later on tonight. Some small college football, too. And maybe even some racing, and we'll talk about the matchup with the Colts. Right now, though, he's a busy guy because this is a very busy weekend. It's Network Indiana's Brad Huber. Good evening, Coach, and good evening, everybody. A busy day of college football, as Coach alluded to today. We still have two games in progress across the state, one up in South Bend between the Notre Dame Fighting Irish and the Stanford Cardinal. Uh, it was 13 to nothing Stanford, but Audrey Estime had a 10-yard touchdown run to make it 13-7, to 2.38 to go in the third quarter. So Notre Dame getting closer, but Stanford beginning to drive, just turning the football back over to Notre Dame. The Purdue Boilermakers uh, lead 27-23. Timmy Bleakrow just knocked through a 22-yard field goal for the Cornhuskers. Now 27-23, 5-17 to go in the third. Other college football today, the Indiana Hoosiers uh, fall again late in the fourth quarter for the third straight week. They had a missed time penalty and then a fumble while driving, and the Maryland Terrapins get the best of the Indiana Hoosiers today 38 to 33 down in Bloomington the Ball State Cardinals at home out of conference against the Connecticut Huskies the Cardinals trailed 21 to 10 at the half but they outscored UConn 15 to nothing in the second half to win 25 21 with help from a couple of Carson Steele touchdowns late in that game the Cardinals now four and three on the season they'll play Eastern Michigan on homecoming next week back in Mac West play other college football today an in-state battle between the Butler Bulldogs and the Valpo. The Butler Bulldogs get the win 26-25. Indiana State Sycamores uh, fall again late today to Youngstown State 48-42. Division 2, not a great day for the Indianapolis Greyhounds. They fall to Saginaw Valley 38-14. Division 3, Mount St. Joseph's was all over Anderson today 59-3. And how about this? Franklin the Grizzlies beat Defiance 48-19 for their third straight win of the season. Hanover defeated Manchester 51-20. Also Hanover's third straight win of the season. And the Engineers rolls home and beat Bluffton 48-20 for their third straight win for the Engineers. And believe it or not, all three are undefeated in HCAC conference play. Franklin and rolls home at 3-0. Hanover a half a game back at 2-0. And, oh. and another wild game between in-state uh, team Trine Thunder Get the win over all of they, 39-37 in triple overtime. They go to 6-1 on the year. And Wabash, the Little Giants, the best Ohio West lane today, 41-24. They go to 3-1 in NCAC play. NAIA, Indiana West lane got the win today over Lawrence Tech of Michigan, 35-14. Uh, Marion, the winners today over St. Francis of Indiana, the rivalry game, 37-10. Taylor, winners today over Concordia, 24-21. NASCAR, they head to Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Chase Briscoe from Mitchell, Indiana, is still alive as the round of eight begins tomorrow. He'll start on the outside row number eight for the South Point 400. That will go green about 2.30 tomorrow Eastern time on NBC. The Indianapolis Colts in action tomorrow against the Jacksonville Jaguars looking to get a win finally in AFC South play. They're 0-2-1 in the AFC South, but some 
some bad news. They'll be without Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines again for the game tomorrow. And here's Jonathan Taylor from earlier in the week talking about the depth in the running back room that they also need. Dion and Phillip, those guys are, are trained to go. They're, they stay ready. They're true professionals, and you guys got to see a little bit of it. And, and that's why we've been so excited about the running back room because it doesn't matter who's in there. We're able to go in there and make plays. So the Colts and the Jags, 1 o'clock tomorrow on CBS as the Colts look to try to get the win in AFC South play. They are tied for the lead right now in the conference. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Brad Huber. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. IU loses a tough one to Maryland today down uh, in Bloomington, 38-33 the final. Maryland the winner. John Herrick from the IU Sports Network joins us. John, thank you so much for your time. This is a really uh, interesting game today, fun game. And uh, Hoosiers were in it, and I thought they had a chance to win it. Uh, Just came up short today. Yeah, before I go into the depressing thing that was this game today, Bob, I want to first of all give a shout-out to Don Fisher, who was uh, inducted into the IU Athletics Hall of Fame last night. Uh, he was uh, recognized on the video board and at halftime in front of everybody, and that's, uh, that was great to see because he's changed my life, my career. He's become a very good friend, and I think he's been a good friend to a lot of people who've tuned in and listened to him on the radio over the last 50 years. So it was really uh, really good to see him honored uh, on what was <laughs> otherwise a very, a very tough day right, uh, at right. Memorial Stadium. My only so. question would be what took him so long? <laughs> well, I mean, a milestone year. You know, you get to year 50, you got to do something special right. for year 50. <laughs> so uh, it was yeah. great, great to see that. But, yeah, you're right, Bob. Incredibly frustrating day. Um, it got off to a bad start. I mean, you, you know, IU gets the ball to start the game, and on the very first play from scrimmage, Connor Bazelak throws an interception. So it's like, you know, you go through all this turmoil throughout the week. You make this right. change right. on the offensive line coach. and you come out first play and you throw an interception and then you finally get the ship righted and you take the lead at half 17, 14 first time they've led at half in any game this year. And then you give up a huge kickoff return to start the third quarter. And then you let them march down the field and take the lead right back with not even two minutes into the second half. And it was just like that all day long. It felt like right when they had taken the lead and taken uh, big steps forward, um, it, things would just spiral out of control again. And this was actually a tough day for both teams. You know, even though Maryland wins the game, they also lost right. uh, their quarterback, Talia Tagovailoa, um, you know, to his brother, uh, to an injury, and he's probably done for the season. So this was a this was a game that was emotionally and mentally draining to witness as a broadcaster for myself. I can't imagine being in a player uh, being a player playing in a game like this, where if you're IU, you come up short, and if you're Maryland you lose your quarterback who, who's helped you have a really successful season so far. So a taxing day for both teams. Well, again, they have a slow start, which has been a problem for them. And another uh, continuing problem is uh, turnovers. And turnovers, they're never a good time for turnover, turnovers. But, man, oh, man, uh, you know, especially late in the ball game when they're making a move and uh, turn the ball over. And um, it just seems to be the same story. Yeah, what was what was interesting is I, I thought the biggest key in this game, Bob, was the IU offensive line had to have a good game. And I thought they had their best game of the season. And then it was all the other things outside of that that was bad. I mean, 
you know, Anderson Kobe having that fumble, which is like, how did that happen? He just, it looks like he just lost the ball when I use driving to take the lead again. And then they get the ball back. Maryland does, and they go down and they punch it in. And now all of a sudden you're down 11. So, and then when you're, uh, when Maryland was down by three uh, and they're driving with 27, 24, uh, Devon Matthews commits a taunting penalty, which would have, you know, given IU the ball back because that was on third down. So Maryland would have punted the ball and instead they get an automatic first down. It's just, yeah, it's, it's just the miscues, the shooting yourself in the foot with the mistakes that you just cannot make. And this was a game that IU had to have, I thought, in terms of getting them closer to bowl eligibility. It's still attainable, but it's going to be a lot more difficult to achieve it because now you've really got to take care of business against Rutgers. Um, and then after that, you got Penn State coming to town. Doesn't get any easier with Ohio State. And, you know, of course, Michigan State after that is struggling. So you, at least you play them, but you're going to have to go to their place to play them. And then mm-hmm. you'll have P- Purdue at home. And, and Purdue's, you know, no easy, no easy out at all. No, and again, it's just the frustrating thing for everybody. You know, coaches, players, fans. Uh, it's just, you know, we've seen this game played before. You know what I mean? And, oh, yeah. Uh, they're, they're playing as hard as they can. It just uh, it just can't put things together. And uh, you keep wondering, okay, when they're going to break through. Yeah, and you feel bad for guys like, you know, Aaron Casey, who was our profile yeah. player at the end of the game. I mean, he had 10 tackles, one sack, two tackles for loss. He, he, he busted his ass today. He worked extremely hard, and so did Brian Fitzgerald, and so did Bradley Jennings. And those guys just, unfortunately, to see them work so hard and it not go their way is very deflating. And now they got to just find a way to be mentally tough to, uh, to overcome right. this and get ready for next week. Hey, uh, do you have time to uh, hang on through the scoreboard update, or do you have to go? I, I can hang on, no problem, yep. All right, okay. John Herrick. From the IU Sports Network will stay with us through the scoreboard update. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Well, since the last update at the top of the hour, we have had a lot happen, both in West Lafayette and in South Bend. We'll begin in West Lafayette as Aiden O'Connor found T.J. Sheffield for a 28-yard touchdown catch and run to make it 34-23. Well, just wait as Nebraska struck right back. Casey Thompson to Trey Palmer for 72 yards. Now 34-30 Boilers as that is in the late stages of the third quarter, actually the final minute of the third quarter. Up in South Bend, Notre Dame's offense getting going. Drew Pine to Tobias Merriweather, a 41-yard touchdown. And the Notre Dame Fighting Irish now take the lead 14-13. That is in the early stages of quarter number four. And Notre Dame just recovered a Stanford fumble. And the Irish take over possession there around midfield. Wow, what a lot going on here this evening in college football. Ball State got the win over UConn earlier today, 25-21. They trailed 21-10 at the half. They outscored UConn 15-0 in the second half. The Cardinals now 4-3 and on the season. John Herrick from the IU Radio Network uh, on with Coach as we speak. They fall to Maryland 38-33. A uh, mistimed uh, penalty, a taunting penalty, and then a fumble uh, helped Maryland secure the win 38-33. Butler beat Valpo today 26-25, Indiana State fell to Youngstown State, 48-42. Saginaw Valley got the best of Indianapolis Greyhounds, uh, 38-14. Wabash beat Ohio Wesleyan, 41-24, trying in triple overtime over all of day, 39-37. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Brad Huber. It's okay. 
Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives.org. John Herrick from the IU Sports Network rejoins us. Hoosiers lose to Maryland today uh, in uh, a really disappointing loss, 38-32. John, as I mentioned, uh, slow start, turnovers, um, just can't seem to put your finger on, you know, these are things they work on every day in practice. I mean, and it's not like they don't work on it. It's a, it's a point of emphasis every single solitary day. Uh, yet the, it's, it's a, the familiar script for them right now. Yeah. And also it's just, I don't know if it's just putting too much pressure on themselves or knowing that they need to get a win or what, what exactly it is. It, it's just a matter of just doing the little things uh, right. And the, the one encouraging thing that I take from Tom Allen's uh, interview that he did with us uh, after the game was that, you know, we haven't, he said, we have enough familiar guys who have been here. They've got fourth year or fifth year seniors, guys who are right. sticking around longer because of the, the COVID year and how that might've messed some things up. But that means they get more time with IU. He's like, we've got leadership and, and it's going to be on those guys to not just me, but on those guys to step up and help, um, you know, get them ready for, for a, a game that, uh, they need to get next week. And it's going to be very interesting. I, the, the, the tension in that environment at Rutgers is going to be uh, out of this world because mm-hmm. Rutgers has had a similar start, similar season to IU. Started off great uh, right. and has hit a wall lately, and they've kind of spiraled downward. And so um, both these teams are going to be two teams in bad need of a win um, on October 22nd. So uh, it's the tension will be high. It'll be a tough physical game, as it always is uh, in the Big Ten. Last week, I forgot to ask you because uh, you were able to have uh, Hoosier hysteria in addition to a football game. How was that for everybody? Oh, fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Um, You know, Rhett Lewis on our broadcast team got to MC part of it. Um, You know, it's really cool to see a lot of people come out and, and, you know, enjoy just meeting and greeting with the players, uh, getting autographs signed and, and just uh, right. really taking joy in little things about getting ready for this season. And, and a lot of people are excited about it. I think the expectation for the basketball team is high. Um, I know people especially have high expectations for Trace Jackson Davis, who's the been picked as the preseason, uh, you know, big 10 player of the year. But he's, you know, I was talking with Don Fisher about that as well a couple of weeks ago. If there's anybody who feels like he can live up to that hype, it's, it's Trace Jackson Davis. He feel, he's just excited and ready to, to get back to work. Sure. And this just, feels like, uh, this just feels like this could be one of those uh, special type seasons. Again, it's just, it, it is all hype right now. We, we need to see what it's actually going to look like mm-hmm. on the floor. And believe it or not, you know, when – uh, IU football has a bye week, not this upcoming week, but the following week. Uh, the IU men's basketball team has an exhibition game on October 29th. So even though there's no football, that's the, that's the first exhibition right. game against Marion. So uh, that'll be fun to get our first look at what this basketball team will look like on the court. But yeah, Hoosier Hysteria, fun, a blast, and always a great way to kick it off. I want to be you in my next life, okay? Oh, whatever, Bob. I want to be you, Mr. Hall of Famer. <laughs> no, I don't know if you believe no, in reincarnation or anything like that, but, <laughs> but that's what I want to do. Uh, well, John, I, I appreciate I probably, you taking I know you've had a 
I probably made God so mad in my next life I might come back as a rock or an ant or something, you know. <laughs> I, I doubt that very seriously. I know you've had a long day. I really appreciate you, you sticking around and doing this. And uh, good luck to the Hoosiers next week at Rutgers. Not a problem. Thanks a lot, Bob. Always appreciate it. Hey, and, and also, have and tell Fish congratulations on being inducted in the Hall of Fame. And again, should have happened years ago, but I'm glad they had the good sense to put him in. And uh, he's an institution. Our state is better because of guys like Don Fisher. And give him my best when you get a chance. John Herrick from the IU Network. Congratulations to Don Fisher. So you know what? That's a, uh, a well-deserved honor. Hoosiers, again, a familiar script. Slow start, turnovers. Um, it's uh, it's hard, uh, hard to p- put yourself in that position. Brad Huber, I know you're busy, but um, you got me all excited in that last scoreboard update with the back and forth between Purdue, Nebraska, Notre Dame, and Stanford. We just want the uh, Indiana schools to be okay. Are they okay now? Well, Purdue continues to lead 34-30 to 30 over Nebraska. They have the football. Uh, Stanford, though, speaking of back and forth, Joshua Cardi just knocked through a 43-yard field goal, so the Cardinal now leads 16-14, to 14, 10 minutes to go in the wow. fourth quarter. So both <laughs> teams right there. We got two barn burners, right. Coach, here, both in South Bend Yikes. and in West Lafayette. This is a, a lot of fun to follow here as uh, both games are headed towards and are in the fourth quarter of play, and both games still up for grabs so how much time i know they're in the fourth but how much time uh for purdue nebraska they have 13 25 to go in the fourth quarter oh okay and then notre dame yeah. and stanford 10 20 to go in that game so it's tight we'll uh, keep All an right. eye on it here i teased earlier that you're gonna make me talk racing so <laughs> let's talk because nascar nascar is about to wrap it up and a hoosier one of our own now, everybody. One of our own is in a great spot for this, right? Yeah, Chase Briscoe from Mitchell, Indiana, downstate. Uh, he made it through at the Roval last week to advance from the round of 12 to the round of 8. So with four races to go in the NASCAR Cup Series season, he is still in the hunt for a NASCAR Cup championship. And he'll roll off 16th tomorrow on the outside of row 8 at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway as this round gets underway. But uh, he's gotten through the round of 16 in the round of 12, now into round of 8 in his uh, first appearance in the NASCAR Cup playoffs. So I think that's uh, definitely worth mentioning. How cool is... How cool is that? <laughs> That's fantastic. That's very cool, especially for a guy who didn't win a NASCAR Xfinity championship when he was there. Uh, moving up to the Cup Series, right. driving for Tony Stewart, another Hoosier, and that race team and uh, in that famous 14 car, too, that we know so well here in Indianapolis. So wow. it'll yeah. be fun to watch right. at Las Vegas tomorrow, Homestead next week, and then Martinsville in two weeks to see who will be in the championship four when they go to the Phoenix International Raceway the first Sunday in November it's amazing to me as long as this season is and and it is long uh the 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 playoff format is still an unbelievably exciting format quite frankly 
Yeah, absolutely, especially when you get those cutoff races like we had at Bristol, the right. short track in the round of 16 last week at the Charlotte Motor Speedway Roval and all the excitement level in the wild card. That last round had Talladega in it also, so that was also a wild card race and just trying to survive, and Chase Briscoe did just that, just had enough points to get through to the round of eight. So we'll see what happens uh, beginning at Las Vegas tomorrow. But, yeah, it's uh, very exciting in this battle for the championship and something to keep an eye on as we have all of this football ongoing now across the state. Brad Huber coming up in just a couple of minutes with another scoreboard update. He'll update you on Purdue and Notre Dame and and, uh, bring you up to date on where they are. Thank you, Brad. Thank you, Coach. Uh, If you joined us last night, you understand where we are in high school football. We are now through the regular season. We begin the sectionals on Friday night around the state. Uh, and it, um, if the uh, regular season has been any indication, and I think it has, it shows you what we're looking for in terms of the tournament should be exciting. Uh, balance continues to be the key. Those of you who had a chance to catch us, catch Paul Condry and me on the pairing show, balance was uh, a word we used uh, a, a lot, quite frankly, probably too much. And so don't forget to join me on Friday night for uh, round one of the tournament. The sectional round begins Friday. Always an exciting time. Always one filled with tension for the obvious reasons. And so uh, I'm already excited. I know it's only Saturday night, but I'm excited for what's coming up on Friday as we get into the tournament, culminating with the championships at Lucas Oil Stadium on Thanksgiving weekend. So always a great, great time. All right. The aforementioned Brad Huber coming up with a scoreboard update. And uh, when we come back from that, we're going to continue to talk football on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. And let's check in on the two games that we have in progress across the state of Indiana at Ross Aid Stadium in West Lafayette. Purdue tacks on to Mitchell Finneran, 34-yard field goal. They now lead 37-30 with 10 minutes to go over the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Nebraska will have the football here in a moment. The Notre Dame Fighting Irish trail Stanford 16-14. They are driving. Maybe in field goal range, first and 10 at the Cardinal 35-yard line with 646 left in that game in South Bend. So we got two fantastic football games coming down to the wire involving two Indiana teams. We will keep an eye on those as those begin to wrap up. Earlier today, let's talk uh, NAIA college football. Indiana Wesleyan beat Lawrence Tech of Michigan 35-14. In a rivalry game, in-state battle, Marion, they defeated St. Francis today 37 37- to 10. Taylor winners over Concordia 24-21. Mount St. Joseph's beat Anderson at the Division 3 level today 59-3. The Franklin Grizzlies with their third straight win of the season beat Defiance 48-19. Hanover likewise got their third win of the season to beat Manchester 51-20. Rose Holman beat Bluffton 48-20 their third straight win and believe it or not all three of those teams lead the HCAC conference all undefeated. Franklin and Rose Holman 3-0. Rose Holman uh, 3-0. Hanover is 2-0 on the year. Wabash beat Ohio Wesleyan 41-24. They are 3-1 in NCAC play. Trying Thunder winners in triple overtime over Olive 39-37. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Brad Huber. Welcome back, everybody. This is Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Brendan King joins us. Hello, Brendan King. What's up, Coach? 
How are you? Busy night, brother. Wild night. Listening to the Purdue-Notre Dame scores, uh, the back and forth. I, I'm sure you're probably watching Notre Dame play. I'd be surprised if you're not. So there's a lot going on. There is a lot going on, and Coach, I uh, took a little day trip home today, and of course we do have the Notre Dame game on in the King household, um, but there are two sc- screens going right now because, Coach, I'm sure you're aware, uh, the Houston Astros and the Seattle Mariners are currently playing in the bottom of the 18th inning in Game 3 of the American League Division Series. <laughs> it, it is the bottom of the 18th inning. Coach, it was a scoreless game going to the 18th inning. And the Astros oh, no. have just scored a run. <laughs> the Astros have just scored the game's first run right. on a solo home right. run by Jeremy Pena in the top of the 18th inning. That's insane. I've been so wrapped up in football. Uh, I, I was not paying attention to baseball. Uh, somehow, some way, in my own house, I, I don't have I, I don't have a TV in what we refer to as the Bob room. Uh, right. I, I just, I'm at a loss to try to explain why I don't have a television in front of my, so I can multitask. And so when I'm in studio uh, downtown, you know, I've got, I've got a TV, but here at the house, uh, I'm, 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 I'm TV less. And so it's great to hear that. What a game for heaven, 18 innings. Uh, you, you're going to have, you're going to have, uh, infielders ha- having to pitch your, your pitching staff. You're going to deplete your pitching staff. Well, that's what just happened, Coach, and actually the Astros just won. one nothing in 18 innings. The Astros just swept the Mariners three games to nothing, and Houston's going to go to the championship series. But, yeah, Coach, I, I, you know, one thing about the Astros' bullpen is they have a couple long relievers, and the guy that just closed right. things out, Luis Garcia, is really, really good. Uh, he has been a starter. He's been a reliever. Uh, but he just threw about 50 pitches, worked a few innings, so at least Houston – uh, mm. rest some of their bullpen, but yeah, coach, I mean, great series and a whole lot of good baseball here today, but, uh, you know, that's Seattle story. It's a good one. Uh, you got to feel bad for the Mariners because they get swept. It's not your ordinary sweep though, because they were literally in every game. They led right, two of the right. three late. Uh, there's the walk-off home run from Alvarez in game one. They blow the lead in yeah. game two and he just played 18 innings at home in game three and couldn't win. Uh, I mean, you just got to feel for that. I mean, that is tough. Yeah, you, you absolutely have to feel for that. All right, so what's it like watching your beloved Irish playing Stanford? This has been back and forth. Yeah, it's your classic Stanford-Notre Dame game, Coach, and I grew up going to a lot of those. And whether it was Andrew Luck's Stanford team, whether it was Christian McCaffrey's Stanford team, even Bobby O'Karake, of course, star linebacker for the Colts, he played at Stanford, so – uh, look, when it comes to the Stanford Cardinal and their style of play, for some reason, they just match up well with Notre Dame. I mean, they are a hard-nosed bunch. David Shaw is a terrific coach. Of course, he's coaching at his alma mater. And for some reason, Coach, whether it's in California, whether it's in Indiana, right. you're going to get a really right. solid game between the Irish and the Cardinal. It's just another one here. I don't love how Drew Pine started the game. I thought they were too reliant on the pass, especially when – you had Audric Estime going 97 yards last week on the ground. I mean, Logan Diggs also had a 90-yard game last week. So I, I thought they were too aggressive pass-wise. And look, again, this Stanford-Notre Dame rivalry, it's built in the trenches. You think about the history. Uh, so I would have loved if they came out and really established the run. That was not the case. 
But, Coach, I mean, you're in the fourth quarter now. It's 16-14. Just got to find a way to win this game. And a key fumble for Notre Dame, too. Stanford's got the ball with 445 left to go. So, Notre Dame's going to need a big stop. Yikes. Uh, all right, your Indianapolis Colts at home against Jacksonville tomorrow. Uh, a week of hearing my colleagues on the air and listeners talk about how thoroughly bad their offensive line is and uh, you know collectively their heads are exploding <laughs> about how, how this group is playing right now yeah coach I'll tell you what I'm kind of in the grouping because I'm somebody that when I'm picking a game we do a 93.5 107.5 the fan like personality picks uh, for every Colts game, and you know, Dockage does it, JMV does it, Jake, Kevin, everybody, right. and and you submit your pick for the week, whether the Colts are going to win or lose. Well, usually I'm on the positive side of things, but could, I just could not, for the life of me, pick the Colts to win this game, and I hope they win this game. I really do. I think they're going to play yeah. well tomorrow because yeah. of lessons learned from week two. But just with week 17 from last year, with week two from this year, the Colts need to show me that they can get past this Jacksonville team. If they can do that, great. You get a split with Jacksonville. You get a monster AFC South win. But, Coach, there were problems in that Week 2 loss. And I get that Alec Pierce and Michael Pittman did not play. But, Coach, it does not help tomorrow that Jonathan Taylor oh, and no, Hines no. are not going to play. No. They've been ruled no, out. you're right. Uh, as right. has Shaq Leonard. Um, if there's any sort of positivity when it comes to injuries, uh, Marvin Jones Jr. is not going to play for the Jaguars. He's one of their top wide receiver options. But they have this fellow named Christian Kirk who signed for $72 million in the offseason. He's a good slot receiver, uh, really good hands, and he scored two touchdowns in week two. So even Marvin Jones was not the star of that game, and Christian Kirk's going to be back tomorrow. So Kenny Moore is going to have a big responsibility in the slot guarding Kirk who really can break out for a big play anytime. It just seemed like a team that that's right, you know, right on the cusp. Uh, everyone's anticipating a breakthrough and keep waiting. And my experience tells me that, you know, at, at some point you keep thinking, well, they're going to be better. They can't keep playing like this. At some yeah. point you might have to admit that this isn't exactly is who they are. Well, we'll see about that tomorrow, Coach. Tomorrow is going to determine a lot about this team. And, and Coach, I – I think we talked about this either last week or, or yesterday that, look, you win a huge game in Denver. You didn't score a touchdown and you beat the Denver Broncos. Right. I mean, right. Chase McLaughlin was the star of that night. But if you can beat a team like Denver at a place like Mile High against a quarterback like Russell Wilson and limit him as you did, uh, I, there is no reason why that you cannot beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. And Jacksonville's talented. I love Trevor Lawrence. I really like Christian Kirk. Uh, but again, coach, this is just a game you got to take care of business. And especially looking ahead, it's Jacksonville at Tennessee. And then a guy by the name mm -hmm. of Carson Wentz comes in two weeks from right. now. And you got to play against your former quarterback. <laughs> you, you need to win at least two out of the next three to give yourself a shot. Because if you're, again, just like last year, if you're fighting back from ground that you could have had early in the season, it's really hard. We saw that last year and the Colts came up short. But through all that, they're still in first place. We're in a position to be in first place. They are, and that's so, the beautiful thing about the next three weeks, but you just got to take care of business. Right. Easier said than done, right? So uh, it's it's a perfect time right now. If you're a, sport, I mean, a true sports fan, 
how much better can it be right now? NASCAR playoffs, NFL football, college football, high school football, uh, the NBA Pacers open up their season on Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, what am I? Major League Baseball playoffs. What am I leaving out? How much? Literally, how much better can it be to be a sports fan? Well, hey, Coach, I wholeheartedly agree with you. And even toss in college basketball is just a few weeks away, and then the National yeah, absolutely. League season has started as well. So, I mean, look, Coach, the one of the best times to be a sports fan, I'd argue, uh, the month of October is just about as fun as the month of March to be a sports fan. Just when you Careful get now. everything going, get the <laughs> hey, hey, hey! I said about, I, I said about, I said about. Right. Just when it comes to October and everything happening at the same time. No, nothing's going to beat March, Coach, but October's going to be a close second. Brendan King, go back to doing what you're doing. Thanks for the call. We'll <laughs> talk to you next week. Thanks so much. You got it, Coach. See ya. Coming up, scoreboard update. I'm, I'm, I look forward to scoreboard updates as much as you do, but especially to hear what's happening with Notre Dame and with Purdue. So Brad Huber has the best job going because he gets to do all that work and let you know what's happening. That's coming up on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. And, Coach, we have a lot going on that's happened in the last 15 minutes. Let's begin in South Bend. Notre Dame was driving, but Audrey Estime fumbled the football, turning the ball back over to Stanford. Notre Dame had Stanford stopped, but then a defensive holding penalty gave a first down to Stanford. It is now fourth down and eight for Stanford at the Notre Dame 38-yard line with 2.35 to go in that game. What will Stanford decide to do on fourth down? We will let you know. Then in West Lafayette, Indiana today, Nebraska had the football, and the Reese Taylor got an interception. That led to an Aiden O'Connell touchdown pass to Charlie Jones for four yards. They missed the PAT 43-30 in favor of Purdue. But Nebraska is almost on the goal line again here, so they're getting ready to score now with 6.15 to go. Man, oh, man, oh, man, what a couple of football games we have. I should mention Stanford leads Notre Dame 16-14. Notre Dame has the football at their own 10, 2.35 to go, no timeouts. We will keep you updated. Ball State beat UConn 25-21. The Cardinals trailed 21-10 at the half, outscored UConn 15-0 uh, in the second half, now 4-3. Indiana fell to Maryland 38-33. Indiana now their fourth straight loss of the season. They fall to 3-4 and four on the season. Butler beat Valpo today 26-25. Indiana State fell to Youngstown State 48-42 and the Greyhounds of Indianapolis fell the Saginaw Valley, 38-14. to 14. We'll keep you updated as games begin to wind down. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Brad Huber. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives.org. Sign up today. Help lives in the future. Anyone can sign up. No age limits, no health restrictions to sign up to be an organ donor. Every 10 minutes, someone is added to the donor transplant waiting list. And there are more than 1,000 Hoosiers waiting for a life-saving organ transplant. And by signing up to be an organ and tissue donor, you can help save eight lives and heal 75 others. Go to their website, DrivenToSaveLives.org. Hey, Brad, Brad Huber, man, yes, oh, man. So uh, Notre Dame is down, is that right? 
They are down 16 to 14. They have the football at their own 22 with 2.19 Oof. to go. Uh, they no were driving timeout. before, turned it over on the fumble. Right. They have no timeout, so we'll see if they can drive. They only need a field goal here to get the win. Right. We'll right. see what they can do here and try to uh, starve off Stanford, who's only 1-4 and four on the season. This has not been a great year for Notre Dame. They've had a couple upsets trying to avoid right. one right. tonight now at their own 28-yard line with two minutes to go. Sounds like a shootout in Ross Age Stadium tonight. And, you know, just since my last update ended, what, a minute ago, Nebraska just scored another touchdown. So it's That's now 43-37 <laughs> uh, Purdue. Anthony Grant had a one-yard touchdown. So now Purdue leads 43-37 to with 5.55 to go, and Purdue will have the football. So, man, it, we just can't uh, man. have enough updates yeah. to keep up to date with everything going on here as these games wind down in two very tight ones in West Lafayette and yeah. up in South Bend. This is one of those times where the old adage you need to answer a score with a score is really important for the for the Boilermakers. Yeah, no question. To keep that momentum going uh, for the Boilers, they need to come back and at least get a field goal out of this to make it a two-score game and try to put this out of reach. But both teams know how to score quickly. Right, and uh, right. both have had a lot of fireworks offensively in this ball game, as you can see with 80 total points tonight in West Lafayette so far. Wow. Wow. You know what? Uh, you can see, you know, footballs are, well, all these sports are relatively simple, quite frankly, but football and basketball is the same. You can't turn the ball over. Uh, and the same thing in baseball. You can't, you can't make mistakes. You can't, you got to make routine plays and you get punished and you should get punished if you turn the ball over. And it's been a, it was a problem for IU. Uh, they turn it over three times in the second half. Uh, it's been a problem right now. Obviously, it looms as a big problem for Notre Dame when you're you're driving and you turn it over. Uh, yikes! Those things come back to haunt you. They do, and I just have to update. Notre Dame just went for it on fourth down for their final chance, and they had an incomplete pass. So Stanford is going on to win tonight, 16-14. to 14. All they need to do oh. is a couple of needs. So Notre Dame, uh, right. they will fall now to 3-4 and four on the season as they'll fall wow. to Stanford, uh, who is 1-4 coming in, 16-14. to 14. So a tough home loss for the Irish up in South Bend tonight. All right, so uh, I'm going to have my grandson is headed up uh, to Notre Dame next week to watch some ball. He and some buddies, he and his roommate, uh, his roommate's a Notre Dame grad, so they're, they are, they are, he is fired up uh, about it. And so uh, tough luck. We're going to talk with Lynn Clark, Dr. Lynn Clark from uh, Irish Illustrated, coming up um, in the next hour. Uh, we'll also talk about um, – you know the Colts and their matchup with Jacksonville tomorrow. Matt Taylor will join us uh, coming up in the next hour too. Um, and it's um, the thing about football, as we all know, it's it's once a week. So if you know if you're on the Colts side, that gives the media machine and all the fans and all the call-in shows that one whole week to talk about how bad they've been. <laughs> it's been relentless, and so you know this is a a very important game with Jacksonville, number one divisional opponent, number two. You haven't played well. You need to start putting some things together. Uh, try to get some momentum and, and solidify yourself in terms of divisional play. And so Matt Taylor, the voice of the Colts, will join us in the next hour. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk.
Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. So glad you could join us. It's a busy, busy night of football. All right, Brad, um, give me Purdue hanging in. Are they holding on? Well, we have fourth down and one now for Purdue right at midfield. So a massive play coming up here at the 50-yard line. If they get it, they could probably all but run down the clock. If not, Nebraska will have phenomenal field position here. So 3.06 to go. And uh, a big play here as he gets set to snap the football on fourth and one as Aiden O'Connell will get the first down by himself. So a big first down pickup for Purdue in the Nebraska territory. Nebraska only one timeout now uh, with 2.59 to go. They're going to call it now. So Purdue in great shape here to uh, hang on and get the win at Ross State Stadium. If they do that, they will move into a share right. of the lead in the Big Ten West Division with Illinois uh, with game against Wisconsin coming up next week. That is so cool, but uh, I think as we've uh, as we've seen in this ball game, uh, you you just do not know uh, what's going to happen. So you you know you're in a position, of, you know, to to run out the clock and walk out with a win. Uh, it's been a fun game to watch. The news, as you point out, not good for Notre Dame. That's a disappointing loss. I mean, Stanford, you know, is a decent team, not a great team, but a good team. Uh, and you, um, again, you just you can't pick up a W at home. No, you can't. And you heard uh, Brendan uh, talked about it. You and Brendan talked about it. The offense really struggled uh, for Notre Dame. They didn't get anything going until the third quarter of play when uh, Drew Pine found uh, Tobias Merriweather, right. and they took the lead. But then we had a costly turnover when – uh, it was Audrey Estime who fumbled the football driving to try to uh, right, get back right. in front. They were approaching field goal range at that point in time, and Stanford basically was able to run out the clock and, and get the win. Notre Dame had one more chance, but turned it over on downs, and so now they are 3-4, and four, so kind of an uncharacteristic season for right. Notre Dame here this year. They've had losses now to Stanford and Marshall, both at home here this season. Now they'll have to try to bounce back against UNLV coming up next weekend. He's Brad Huber. He's coming up uh, with a top-of-the-hour scoreboard update. Catch you up on all that's going on. A, a reminder, don't forget to join me Friday night where you have high school football. The sectionals begin for 1A, 2A, 3A, and 4A. Uh, there are a few games in 5A. 6A uh, all have buys. They go into the semifinals, and uh, those games will be on the 28th. But uh, the 21st, next Friday night, this coming Friday night, excuse me, you have high school football sectionals all around uh, the state. And it's, um, you know what, it's it's a lot, of, it's fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. You're at the one and done, so to speak. Uh, some tremendous matchups last night, if you had a chance to join us. And we encourage you, we want to find out who's playing whom. And if you don't know, go to the IHSAA site, IHSAA.org, for all the pairings. Top of the hour scoreboard update coming up. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk.